Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening. Welcome in. It's Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app with Mike Wojciechowski. I'm Aaron Sims. A uh, good show today. We're going to have a, a couple of our favorite alums and Admiral's head coach Carl Taylor is going to join us. So lots to get to, Wojo. We start off with a guy who somebody tweeted at me and said, that this guy was the hardest hitter in the IHL oh, when he was what, playing. He was, a, he was one tough kid, unbelievable. And that, I, I'll tell you what, and it's and it's and a, a great in the community. Just a, just, I mean, just a, a, a great to have him on the team. Parts of four seasons with the Admirals in the '80s. Uh, joining us now from his home, and uh, I'm assuming Western Canada somewhere is Blaine Peerless. Blaine, how are you? Where are you calling from? Where are we talking to you from? Hey, Aaron, good afternoon. You're calling me, and I'm talking from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Beautiful From day Calgary. Beautiful. You bet. Beautiful. So, I, I, like I, I said in the intro, somebody tweeted at me and said, ask him about his hit on, let me get this right here. I want to make sure I got this right. It says, can you ask Blaine Peerless about when he checked Ray Brimmer of Flint? It was one of the hardest checks I've ever seen. You know, I, I actually remember that day, and it kind of scared me because uh, he was coming around the net. Uh, he kind of lost uh, control of the puck, and I actually uh, hit him like, like uh, you know, like a freight train running into a Volkswagen, so to speak. And I kind of hit him right in the, you know, uh, center of his body, and he fell back. And he actually broke his helmet when he mm-hmm. hit the ice. And I know that uh, he was out for about six months. Uh, you know, with, I don't know if it was a concussion at that time or what kind of, a you know, uh, injury he had, but you know, it, it was funny. I, 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 I felt bad about the hit and right after the game, I went right into the Flint, uh, uh, dressing room and uh, I made sure that he was okay. Like he was, you know, he was, uh, coherent and he was talking, but, uh, it was just one of those things where, you know, I guess from my perspective, the timing was perfect. You know, the hit was clean. You know, I was always known to be a, a, a really solid hitter, uh, but it was, I was a clean hitter, you know, and guys had to, to really pay attention to where I was on the ice because I just had this ability. I, I had a really strong lower body, and uh, I think what made me a good hitter, I had great peripheral vision. Uh, I was able to maneuver. I was a pretty good skater as a defenseman, so I could maneuver, and I just seemed to catch guys right at the right time, and, and I, I was able to, you know, on impact explode, so to speak, so... You know, people that are in athletics, you know, like fighters and things like that, you know, they, they understand when you explode on impact and, and you give everything that your body has into the hit. And uh, for some reason, I just uh, I became really good at it. Uh, I think someone termed it dynamic tension at one time and just, just a, a, a really good ability. But, but like I say, you know, I always made sure that I was a clean hitter, never left my feet, never elbowed guys, you know, never really got a lot of penalties for some of the solid hits that I made. But, uh, you know, it was definitely a part of my game. And uh, it's funny, you know, I run into a lot of a lot of old friends. We had a, a little reunion in Vegas there uh, before the COVID-19 uh, hit, you know, back in early February. And 
you know, at Bob the Hammer Fleming's bar and ran into Richard Adolphe. He came up from New York. And, you know, the first thing they say is, oh, purely, you know, it's great to see you. And then the next thing is, is, you know, God, you were the hardest hitter I've ever had to play against. <laughs> hardest hitter. You know, that I uh, remember that hit you laid on me. Remember this? And me and Bob, like Bob was a, a big time fighter. He was a, he was a scrapper and he was good at it. And I was never, you know, much of a fighter, but him and I, you know, we would collide. And there was one time when we were playing in Peoria and literally he went from his red line into my corner and I saw him coming and behind the net, we had this incredible explosion and uh, Bob's helmet flew into the stands and <laughs> the fans went crazy. And, you know, I, I, I really think that that part of the game is no longer with us. You know, I, I, you know, I go to Calgary Flames games. I'm still an Oilers fan. Like, I understand the, the game has really sped up quite a bit, uh, you know, but, but the, you know, the rules have changed so much. And, you know, rarely do you see an open ice hit. Rarely do you see guys, you know, uh, kind of mucking it out like we used to in the corners. You know, like I say, the rules have changed. Uh, the mentality of the game has changed. Of course, you know, everyone's playing for big money, so, you know, they're not really interested in getting hurt. And, uh, you know, I can understand that, but it's frustrating, you know, when you go to a game and, you see an opportunity where, oh man, I would have taken that guy out. I would have given him an incredibly, you know, hard body tech. And, and, you know, he skates by somebody and it's just a whisper, sort of like a breeze in the wind, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but like I say, the game's changed and we have to adapt to it just like everything else we do in life. Absolutely. Blaine Peerless is joining us. Real quick, uh, you mentioned that gathering in Las Vegas, and it's funny because Dale Yakachuk. And John Flesh were talking about that uh, a, a few months ago, so I'm just curious yeah. uh, how, how it was. Oh, it was a great reunion. You know, uh, John Flesh showed up, Brent Jarrett showed up, uh, Kalamazoo uh, a wing, you know, for, for a lot of his career. And, of course, Dale was there, Bob Fleming, a lot of other, other you know, players that, uh, you know, you may not have recognized. And it, it was just amazing. You know, Richard Adolphe again showed up. He's a incredible guy he's doing very well in the dental industry and dentures and uh you know after 35 years of, of you know not really talking to a lot of those guys not seeing them you know and then all of a sudden you know 35 years later oh my god you know where's your hair a little <laughs> little heavier you know a little more wrinkled and but it was a, it was a great experience you know it was uh, really great to run into the guys we spent uh, you know, roughly three and a half days together and, uh, you know, celebrated uh, a few pops and uh, reminisced about a whole bunch of things. And I was good in preparation for this interview, I like I really needed to, but I, I read across an old transaction report. Uh, you're getting sent to the Montana Magic along with the, like, you talk about characters, they got the likes of Richard Zemlack and Lindsey Middlebrook and Jock Callender. I mean, you know, it's, it's, incred it's incredible. I, I look at some of the guys you played with, and, and then Don Murdoch. I mean, you, I mean, you really played with some characters, not only here in Milwaukee, but all over the place. You know what? It was really funny. And another guy, with a, you know, like Reggie Leach was on that team. Uh, Stan Weir, you know, I mean, these are these are high-end NHL players. Reggie was the uh, a playoff MVP. I can't remember which year, but... Uh, he was one of the first guys to win the, you know, the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy for MVP of the playoffs in a losing cause. They never did win the Stanley Cup that year, and it was so unbelievable. You know, me and Stan, uh, you know, played together for a year, and then all of a sudden I go to a New Year's party in Calgary about two or three years ago, and 
I'm like walking and it's holy crap, it's Stan Weir. And we shook hands and we just laughed. And, you know, I mean, the, you know, the hockey environment, when, when you make friends in hockey, when you play with people, you know, like we did, we're so close. I mean, we would see each other more than we would see our families, our girlfriends, our wives, our children, you know, time, time at home on the road, you really developed a bond with all these guys. And, uh, for me to run into Stan Weir and, and, you know, like I knew him right away and I had, he looked at me and he's, he's like, okay. And I go, Stan, it's Blaine. We played together in Montana. And he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, and then, you know, because 35 years, you know, or however long it was, maybe even a little bit longer, you know, 38, 39, whatever time goes by. And, but all it takes is just that one introduction. And then all of a sudden it's like you'd seen each other every day for the last 35 years. It was, you know, it was quite a, quite a nice reunion and experience talking to Stan and, you know, all the other guys, you know, Dave Inkpen, that might not be a, a name that uh, you guys might not know, but just another guy I ran into, after, you know, not seeing him for, again, 40 years. And, you know, I mean, the hockey community, once you're in it, you never leave it. It's, uh, it, it, it's quite, a, quite a group of people, no doubt about it. Blaine Peerless is joining us. How did you get to Milwaukee to start it off? Well, you know, I was playing for the uh, Spokane Flyers back, back in the day. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that the team I played on was a 10-win, 60-loss, two-tie uh, a season for me and I was actually rated in the hockey news as a uh, like a, a second third overall pick but because we had such a horrendous year we had a lot of young guys uh, you know I never got drafted so I was very disappointed in that however Brian Shaw the uh, general manager with the Portland Winterhawks at the time you know he really took to my style of play he he, he really liked how I played and uh, he actually got me a, a, a trial with the St. Louis Blues and uh, I went, I just went into camp with, as a non-signed free agent kind of guy. And, you know, lo and behold, I, I did quite well at camp. They liked what they saw. So they ended up uh, signing me. And, and uh, the farm team for St. Louis at the time was the Milwaukee Admirals. So there I was, 19 years old, you know, pretty green around the ears and, and, and you know, always being, you know, around my family and, you know, guys my own age. And all of a sudden now I'm in Milwaukee and I'm playing with, Guys like Bob Collier, Fred Berry, Danny LaCour, you know, these guys that were a lot, you know, I don't want to say a lot older, a few years older than me and had a lot more experience. And it, it was a, my first year was quite a learning experience. I mean, John Flesh was there and that's, that's when I met Dale. Uh, I was, like I say, 19 and Dale was, I think, about 23, 24. I, I, don't, I don't really know, but Dale kind of took me under his wing being, you know, from Western Canada and. You know, I, I learned from, from some great people about life and how to conduct yourself. And, uh, you know, to this day, me and Dale are, are, are very, very close friends. We talk all the time. And, uh, you know, Dale works in Calgary, of course, in, in, the, in the oil patch. And, uh, you know, I'm with a company called United Rentals. You've probably heard of that. Mm-hmm. I've been with them for over 16 years. And, uh, like I say, life goes on. But once you've got hockey in your blood, it never, never seems to leave. 19-year-old kid in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, under the wing of Dale Yakachuk and John Flesh. That doesn't sound like that's going to work out too well for anybody, but that's okay. Any, any great memories and anything anything G-rated or even PG-rated you can talk about uh, of your stay in Milwaukee? Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. The whole experience living in Milwaukee was fantastic. I mean, we were all really big sports fans. Uh, 
you know, uh, playing at the Mecca. You had the Milwaukee Bucks practicing uh, for their game that night, and then the next day they'd flip it over to the hockey. And, you know, one of the great experiences I remember is coming back from uh, practice. We always had to practice at a rink that was outside of the Mecca unless, you know, we had back-to-back games or something like that. So here we are getting back and, you know, just in our street shoes, and we've got our hockey equipment on. And, well, there's Jack Sigma and Paul McKeskey and a couple of the the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, shooting hoops and everything. So there I go, you know, just a really green, excited Canadian boy, never been around seven feet tall people in my life. And I'm like, okay, guys, here we go. Let's let's play a little basketball. And I've got my hockey pants on. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm shooting hoops with a couple of NBA stars. And, you know, we, we had lots of opportunity to go to the Milwaukee Brewer games, again, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you know, uh, uh, big-time Packer fans, uh and, and it, you know, overall, Milwaukee was just a, a fabulous city to live in. You know, of course, the brewery tours were always a highlight when we had days off. And, uh, uh, you know, all the, all the wonderful pubs on Brady Street. And, uh, you know, everywhere we used to go, you know, people just, you know, really uh, took to us. Uh, you know, the, the people of Milwaukee were fabulous. We had fan clubs and, and just the greatest people to be around our hockey team at the time. And, uh you know, so there were there again. Not, there were so many great memories and and great things that we did that I I can't really you know pick out one. But one thing Dale and I used to do at the end of the season, he had his uh, blue boogie van, and uh, you know right after the season, right after our Christmas party, you know twenty four hours later we'd be on the beach at Daytona, you know kind of hanging out and and you know back in the day it was pretty easy to go to McDonald's and brush your teeth and they had showers on the beach and you'd sleep in the van and, you know, just, just, you know, living, living life to the fullest, uh, uh, not having a lot of responsibilities, you know, never, wasn't married at the time, never had kids or anything like, so we were able to do a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, and, and it was a time in our lives where never worried about uh, a lot, you know, never worried about, uh, just the things that, that, that people worry about when they travel nowadays. And, uh, just absolutely incredible memories, and certainly the best times of my life were were you know being a part of the Milwaukee Admirals and, and being an admiral. It was uh, it was fabulous, and Phil Whitliff he he sure did a lot to to make things happy for all of us. He was he was quite the coach and general manager. Blaine, we are uh, short on time here. We can't thank you enough. We could do this for a long, long time here. We'd love to oh, do this yeah. for a long, long time, but we're short on time. So uh, okay. we're going to let you go. But you, you went real Milwaukee when you said Paul McKeskey, by the way. You went real Milwaukee. Oh, there. yeah. No, that was Milwaukee <laughs> way back in the day, no doubt about it. And that, there there you go. Now you know how old I am. I've aged myself <laughs> because I knew those Blaine, guys. Blaine, 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 Blaine. Blaine, we'll do this again sometime. It was, it was great, to, great to hear from you. Great to talk to you, and we'll, we'll do this again soon. Mike, Aaron, thank you so much for uh, you know giving me the opportunity, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you again, Mike, and uh, always the best of luck, and, and, and all, all my love to the city of Milwaukee. It still has a great place in my heart. Thank you, Blaine. The best to, the best to you as well. Blaine Peerless, former Admirals defenseman. Uh, we're doing, the, real quick before we break, we're doing these things from our respective homes, Mike Wojciechowski and, and I, and uh, we line up a, a Zoom call basically so we can see each other and direct traffic and you ask this question and so on and so on. I loved what, doing this with you right now, Mike, because I'm watching your face and you're just you're just loving talking to Blaine Peerless, who I don't know you've talked to in 35 years, maybe. I haven't talked to Peerless in 30, probably, well, yeah, well over 35 years. Yeah, it, 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 to me, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, 
I was just glowing to hear his voice again. He was a he was a, again a, 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 a great player. Uh, again, I mean, you talk you talk about being a hard hitter. I mean, you know, and he's right. Part of the thing, part of the that might be missing a little bit is is the good hard hit. And he every every night there'd be a good and uh, a good solid hit, and and the, the crowd would go crazy. And you know, it, it was uh, and and again, great in the community, wonderful, uh, just a wonderful guy. Admirals head coach Carl Taylor is going to join us next. It's Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice presented by Annex Wealth Management with Mike Wojciechowski. I'm Aaron Sims. It was a week ago that the American Hockey League officially canceled the remainder of the season. The Admirals are the regular season champs in the AHL. Uh, to talk about that and much more with us now is the head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals, Carl Taylor. And uh, Carl, um, I'm sure maybe this set in a while ago for you, but I'm curious how you're feeling a week a week after the fact that it's officially over. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're expecting it, but we went through one-on-one Zoom meetings with all the players. Uh, you go through the numbers, you go through where we were as a team. Uh, I've actually uh, you just go through that process, and uh, it sinks in a little more. Uh, obviously, we we have big plans this season, and you know it's uh, the older players understand you don't get these opportunities very often. So, very disappointing, and uh, you wanted to see how it was going to play out. You wanted to be able to uh, determine your own fate in playoffs. Uh, you can't take anything away from our regular season and what we did, but uh, obviously, we we definitely wanted to finish. Them. Well, and it, it, obviously it is unfortunate, but uh, and you said you can't take anything away from the regular season. That's that's what you have to. That's that's everything, right? I mean, that's unfortunately the way it has to be. But you would love to have that tournament at the end. Yeah, there's no question about it. And uh, for the growth year players, every year there's probably I don't know seven, eight, nine teams that have a really good chance of winning a championship in our league. And obviously we were one of those teams. Um, so who knows how it would have all played out? It takes a lot of uh, a lot of effort, a lot of opportunity, a lot of luck, staying healthy. There's a lot of moving pieces, and then also how your NHL team uh, travels and how deep they go. So there's a lot of different factors involved in it. Um, our regular season was outstanding. Uh, I think we won we won conference, division, league. Uh, we won man of the year with Goose, and then the goalies won the award. Uh, they were awesome and had a great season, but obviously that's a very proud team award for us as well. Um, so, you know, lots, lots of good things and uh, lots of really good growth from our players. Um, you just can't, you can't, you can't uh, put aside what the playoffs, what, what that energy means and the overtime victories and getting through rounds. And it, it's a good, a, a good two or three games of growth compared to one game in a regular season, I think you reach our prospect. Coach, as a coach that uh, preaches that a, a game in October, November, and December is just as important as one down the stretch, that 13-game winning streak was awfully impressive. And, and I don't think, uh, you know, you'll have a hard time selling that in in the future, that, uh, you know, games in October and November are uh, just as important considering what happened this season. Yeah, you know, that was a great highlight of the season, no question about it. And uh, it was an exciting time for our team as we were trying to find our identity and the coaching staff and management. We knew what we wanted from the group. 
but uh, sometimes it takes a little while for that to settle in. And uh, no question through that 13-game win streak. The fun thing about that is we won a bunch of different ways. There was shootouts and overtime and comebacks and leads. And, you know, there's a few times it could have went the other way. Uh, those are special moments that you can get. And to set a record for the Admirals is a uh, something we're very proud of. Um, and definitely something it does, like you said, reinforce our message with, the thought process of all the games are two points, two points, it's the same two points, no matter what day it is, and our guys really grabbed onto that, and we had a good run with it. So now that the season is officially over, Carl, uh, what's next for you? Uh, if the NHL does come back, and maybe there will be an announcement this week that they are, does that mean you go down to coach the Black Aces wherever they may be, or, or is it summer for you, and you gear up for hopefully a, a rookie camp? What is next? I'm not sure how it's going to all play out, but there's, uh, you know, obviously those are the people making those decisions aren't consulting uh, myself, but in my <laughs> talks with Nashville and with uh, my uh, multiple bosses I have there, uh, there's conversations about a bunch of different options. Um, we do have a call today to have a little discussion as a group to get uh, up to speed with whatever they're uh, thinking or whatever process they're at. So, We'll see how it looks, works out, but uh, I'm not quite sure how that's going to end up finishing, but the uh, the main focus is we want to support them as much as we can. Um, if they do play and they want our staff or me or someone, whatever it ends up being, we're willing to help out and support that, obviously, and try to help Nashville uh, push ahead and get the results that they're looking for. Uh, in the end, we are employees in Nashville. We really want to support them. Admirals head coach Carl Taylor joining us. Milwaukee Admirals Center Ice presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and on your iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers um you mentioned obviously that it was a special group this year and um what's been nice is so many of these guys have been re-signed for next season matt donovan ben harper tommy novak signed a nhl deal connor ingram extended alex carrier extended uh, it's nice to have, There's obviously there's so much change in the AHL year to year, so it's nice to have especially that group of guys coming back next year, among others. No, the, the management team's done a very good job as far as uh, signing guys and, and going through the process of rebuilding our squad and getting it where we want it to be. Um, I'm very impressed with how they've uh, stepped up early on. And then, you know what, when you look at our group, it, it's easy to look at and say, you know, we were a good team. We liked what we had. But then you're trying to keep a certain element. And the environment that we were able to create 
by the people we had, but also with how we operated within the room. So uh, we liked our group. Obviously, your team is always going to change. It does every season. And that's that's the saddest part about not being able to go through the playoff battle and and uh, finish what we started because you're, you're trying to get to that next level because you know the team is always changing. It never stays the same at any level. There's uh, always people that come and go based on salary or opportunities or whoever that is put together. Real quick, last one here. I said Ben Harper's name. Um, he didn't play many games coming over in that late-season trade for Mika Salamaki, but he ingratiated himself really quickly with his teammates and his coaching staff. Yeah, you know what? We only had Ben for seven games, but uh, so what was that, maybe three weeks? Um, he really fit, fit our culture and they really filled a role with Jared Snorty moving on uh, with Nashville. He came in and uh, really uh, there was a need we had and we were looking to try to find someone um, to fill that uh, role for us and you know, it cost us a very good player in Salamaki to make that occur. Uh, but management made the move. It worked out very well. We were very happy with him and how it developed. Um, we're excited to have him back. It's it's kind of hard for either party to commit, right? It's kind of a leap of faith a little bit. He really enjoyed his time here. He was part of our culture. Uh, it was like he was here all season. And so it was a good fit for him, a good fit for us. And we both decided, hey, let's continue this and make sure we keep it going. But a leap of faith for both parties because there wasn't the uh, the volume or the length to really base it on. But uh, both parties decided we're gonna we're gonna attempt to move forward, and we're very very excited to have Ben back for next season. Here, here, Coach. Uh, we're gonna let you go. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. And um, if not, have a great summer. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm certain I'm certain we'll be in t- contact sometime or another, though. I'm sure we will too, Aaron. Take care. All right. Admiral's head coach Carl Taylor joining us here on the Big 920. Uh, looking forward to uh, next season and, and maybe some uh, black ace time if the uh, NHL. They're, they're talking about maybe two hubs, maybe four hubs with 24 teams making the playoffs in the NHL and uh, maybe having a round-robin tournament to start and then getting into what would be Stanley Cup playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But they expect an announcement sometime this week, I think, Woj. Yeah, that's what I saw. I, I saw from a couple of different sources that they were expecting something this week. And, you know, I, I just hope it doesn't come off as hokey or, you know, I mean, it, you know, it, the thing about the seven game series and everything, you know, you're pretty sure in a seven game series, the proper team wins. You know, right. you'd hate to see it. You'd hate to see a team that had been, been, uh, you know, pretty dominant early in the season and throughout the season, you know, lose in a, in a three game series or whatever it happens to be to, to a lesser team. And, and really, you know, in the playoffs be tainted in any way, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we'll see how it works. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, come back with more. It's Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice, presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice, presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app. 50th season of Admirals Hockey, and we've been fortunate to talk to a lot of our favorite players and athletes and coaches and everybody who's been through the Admirals, uh, whether they've worn a sweater or worn a suit on the bench. And uh, this guy certainly qualifies as one of our favorites here. Played two seasons for the Admirals. Uh, and, and just recently, I don't know if retired is retired is not the right word, I don't think, but he did. He, Stopped playing hockey anyway last year. Uh, joining us now from his home in Toronto, in the greater Toronto area, is former Admiral Harry Zolnerchuk. Harry, it's great to talk to you. Uh, that was a long, really, really mangled intro. I apologize for that, but it's good to talk to you nonetheless. 
No, it was great. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for, for having me on. An honor, an honor to be to be thrown in that category for sure. Well, there's no doubt about it. But I'm curious because maybe your best time in hockey uh, wasn't necessarily in Milwaukee, but it was in Nashville about three years ago, right about now. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you're not wrong there. That, that's for sure. That will be uh, a memory and um, yeah, an experience that uh, I still reflect on, and uh, you know, as well as the rest of the career. But don't, that was definitely a, a highlight and um, something that was pretty special to to me individually as as a hockey player for sure. Harry, at the end of the day, you know, you you, you had that experience, and then you had had two excellent years. I mean, uh, um, you know, you, you had a great year in Milwaukee, and then you had a great year in Springfield last year, fifty one points. Um, and, you know, you're, you're supposed to, you know, you get a real job when your numbers are going down, not when your numbers are going up. But, uh, but now you're, now you're, now you're, putting, now you're, you're, you're out in the business world. Uh, tell the fans what you're up to. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, the, the career was, was a lot, there's a lot of ups and downs to the career and, and signing with Nashville, I was hoping it was an opportunity to, to jumpstart you know, the career back towards the NHL. And I was very fortunate. Obviously it, it took some, some injuries and a, and a flu that went through Nashville at one point to, to kind of catch that break. Um, but, you know, I, as I was getting older and, and the league was getting younger, I mean, as, as the, the window for the NHL started to close or I felt that the opportunity to get back wasn't there, then I knew it was going to be time to, you know, take advantage of the, the education and the degree I had and, I'd have to put it to work at some point, and just now we were expecting our second son. I uh, I ultimately decided to to retire, as, as Simmer said there. I, you know, I'm not sure what the term is, but I I guess it was retire and walk away. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a great season, I guess, to, to end on. And, and played with one of my best buddies from school, that was Bobby Farnham. So we got I played with him once in Wilkes, and then an opportunity again to play with him in Springfield. So maybe it came full circle there. And, uh, yeah, so, so that was it. So I, I parted ways and just recently started. I, I got into the tech world and, and joined the, the company Shopify here, which has been uh, a powerhouse of a company. And then very fortunate that I was able to, to jump on board as, as things have gotten going here, especially given this, this terrible time. But, uh, no, a change of pace to be in the business world now. And, and, uh, I'm definitely missing hockey. There's, there's a hole that, uh, might be, you know, um, you know, tough to fill as you as you look for for things to to accomplish moving forward. But uh, it's a stepping stone right now, and, and couldn't be more excited about the the place I've landed. But there's a uh, a lot of things that I, I miss from from hockey. I'm curious when you when you do make the decision to to walk away, uh, and thank goodness it was your it was your decision, I guess, to to walk away. Um, how how hard is it to watch a game, or do you avoid it? What what do you do? You know, there's a there's a mix of it. You know, there's times that you you I mean, you you love hockey. You dedicate your entire life to it. So there there's times that you you're watching it just for good hockey, and then there's times where it is hard to watch, and, and you miss you miss the good times and, and the the grind and the battle. And like I said, the you know the you spend basically your entire life or my entire life of, of getting to that point and then after school you go and remove yourself from the the world the working world uh for nine years 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, like people, my wife will ask me who, who are you cheering for? And I, you know, usually now the answer is, I guess just a good hockey game, you know, yeah. the playoffs were on last year and things like that. So, uh, it's hard to give you a, good, a, a direct answer there. So uh, I don't know. It, it's back and forth. That's for sure. It's still early. Harry, are you expecting a time that maybe you get back into it somehow? I mean, were you, were you ever a guy that took any interest in coaching at any level or took any interest in, and you know, picking up something part time as a scout or something. Uh, is there is there any interest in maybe dabbling, sticking your toe back in the game, or is it is uh, are you pretty much uh, you know a business guy and that's it now? You know, it's a good question, and and I actually I still ask myself that. Um, it's hard to it's hard to have walked away and and not have a finger you know in the hockey world at all, whether it was coaching or or. Um, you know, scouting, you know, whatever, whatever it might have been to stay involved. I think part of me wanted to to definitely step away for a bit. Um, I mean, coaching. I, I I think about coaching. I'd love to coach, but part of me thinks I'd be a better coach than a player. Um, but and I could be way off on that as well. But um, you know, it was. It's just. It's tough. I mean, the the process of starting a a coaching career and, and where do you start there? Are you in the East Coast in the A? And, and you know, that I've dragged my wife and you know our first son around a little bit, and a, a second one was on the way. I, I thought it was it was time for us to to settle down, and I didn't really want to bring him through that that up and you know moving around twice a year. And, um, yeah, so ultimately it was a decision to kind of settle down as a family. And uh, I've stepped away for now, but I guess a long way of answering your question is it's it's unknown. I think there's a part of me that always wants to be attached to the game and, and who knows when and where I'll... Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'll jump back in. Harry Zolnerchuk joining us on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app. Uh, to follow up on that, uh, your experience, uh, let's uh, say specifically as a scout, your experience in your career um, going the route you did to get to the NHL is, is a unique one and uh, one that would I would think would serve you very well should you end up doing uh end up being a scout if that's what you choose yeah i mean i definitely uh a roller coaster of a career and uh you know it's funny obviously watching the, the michael jordan documentary there and you see steve kerr there speaking about his path and um never having quite the the skill to to be there but uh you know his competitive nature and uh, I would say I was a very poor, poor, poor man's uh, curve version of, you know, getting involved in hockey and really just dedicating everything to it to find any way to get there and definitely having to work for for every day that I that I got in the NHL. And so that's something I, I can be proud of and, and definitely had to learn a, a lot of lessons from a lot of people of what it would take to get there. And, uh you know, at the end of the day, I can say I was very fortunate to to eventually get an opportunity and and play games in the NHL, and and then even you know more so an opportunity to be a part of a team that that got to make a, a run in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs and into the finals. So, 
you know, a lot of ups and downs, as I said, but uh, a lot of experience that I'll be able to take with me that not only leads to to something maybe in hockey, but just definitely in life. I mean, there's a sure. lot of life lessons that uh, that came from that, not just in the rink, but outside and from the friendships and, and all that. So uh, a lot to be thankful for and grateful for that I can carry on for the rest of my life with. All I got to say, Harry, is that's a lot, you know, the way you carried yourself as a player and, and it's a team player that you were and a bit of an agitator and a little bit of a kind of a kind of a, a fun guy around the room and everything else. I mean, what did you do for the entire year without having anybody to, you know, bust their chops or do anything, uh, you know, uh, in, in the room? I, <laughs> you, you, had yeah. to be, you had to be uh, fit to be tied there for a while because, because uh, I mean, there, there was a lot of, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're a big personality in that room. Sure. You know, and, and that was, that's always been a, a part of my, my makeup. I, I feel, you know, it's funny. And I, I go back to Steve Kerr, as he mentioned the role player. And I think that was something, obviously that's part of my personality, but realizing what was going to allow me to, to be there and, and stick around and, and make it, uh, you know, that was all part of it. And, and so, yeah, I mean, stepping away out, people, you know, what do you miss the most? And obviously the competitive, the games and the fans, and, but really the guys, I miss the dressing room. I miss the guys. I miss, I miss all that banter back and forth and that, that, you know, um, brothership and it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to replace. So when work started, I, I was fortunate to start in that, the office, they have a, a great office in Toronto. And that, that was kind of like my, my mini dressing room of, of dealing and, and seeing people. And obviously a, a team that was, you know, outgoing people, salespeople and, you know, it replaced it a little bit. And now that we're, we're all back home, as I say, still fortunate, I have a job, but now it, it, uh, you lose that. And now I'm definitely going crazy. I got a little, uh, a little squirrely these days. And I know my, my wife and, and kids are, are looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy on some days? But I think that's that's the reason I'm, I'm missing my, my locker room uh, environment. Well, two of my favorite moments in the locker room revolve around you. One is uh, when you uh, explained that you at one point were the basically the PA voice of all the women's sports at Brown University. And the other one, <laughs> yeah. the other one yeah. was when... And we should have known this. Shame on us! But when you revealed that you played in the Little League World Series, <laughs> yeah, I don't know which right. one I should be more proud about. But uh, yeah, no, those are those are two true facts. Two true facts. The well, uh, explain explain the the Brown University. I think lacrosse was on the TV or something like that, and you said I did that. Yeah. It, so again, now I can't take too much credit. I wasn't. I wasn't in for when the games were on TV. I mean, this was for right. the radio broadcast that would go back to you know the parents. So volleyball was one. Uh, women's lacrosse uh, again. Uh, women's lacrosse. Women's field hockey. Women's soccer. Uh, the guys. You know, they were for some for whatever reason the people that were giving some announcements in the, in the men's you know teams they were not there but it was just a job i mean it was a way to, to make a few extra bucks to have some some spending money on the weekend some beer money on the weekend and you know uh a chance to to make a little so there's actually a few guys that would do it and i, I you know i love doing it so when that came up it was um with it you know who wants to do that i'll take that i'll do that so <laughs> yeah I was, I was doing a little announcement and maybe i'll be back in hockey as an announcer who knows we can find you a job. There, some of there's there's so many teams, so many yeah. There's there's a place to do it. There's no doubt. And the the Little League World Series. I know that uh, Dean Evason was just thrilled, and so he had so many questions for you. I remember when he found out that you played <laughs> yeah. in the Little League World Series. 
I mean, you know, I, I will say that, Dan. I mean, until the the Stanley Cup final run, the Little League World Series was one of the most spectacular tournaments I'd ever been a part of. And you're almost too young to truly appreciate what you do. It, it's it's one of those, you know, they say you'll look back and, and really reflect on that, you know, obviously for the Stanley Cup finals and, and things like that. But at that age, at 12 years old, to really know, and even, you know, when I was there, the TV, the coverage wasn't as, as big as it is now. It was right. just kind of turning that corner there. And uh, I think we only had one game. One of your your um, preliminary games was on TV on on TSN here or ESPN back in in the U.S. and and so you know you really didn't truly appreciate how amazing that tournament was, but how it was organized and the fans and and the way they took care of you with your own um, you know kind of living area and then you know you had to have a badge access in at 12 years old. I mean that was you know that's insane. And my parents weren't weren't even allowed to to come in and, and see us. We had to go to the edge of the fence and. It was just, you know, it was like a, a mini World Series or, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs, but for a 12-year-old. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was not a great, I was not a great baseball player. I was not a great batter. I, I started playing baseball late and I always grew up playing soccer and baseball was just something I, I switched over to once I, I didn't really have anybody left to play soccer with here in Toronto and, uh, I would say maybe I made the team for speed. I was the guy that gave up his bat in the the fourth or fifth inning. Uh, that, you know, bring making sure everybody was was in to get a um, an at bat or, or field in three outs. And so I mean, I was I don't know how I landed on that team and, and fortunate enough to make it, but uh, it was an incredible. Yeah, that was definitely one that I I always look back on and, and super proud of. That was a, a fun experience. That that's one I'll for, I'll remember forever. Yeah, well, we can only imagine. Uh, Harry, we can't thank you enough for the time. Uh, congratulations on the uh, on the new career and the family. And, uh, man, it's great to talk to you. All the best, man. Stay well. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It's great talking to you guys, and hopefully uh, we'll cross paths soon. Looking forward to it. That's uh, former Admirals uh, forward Harry Zolnerchuk joining us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up. It's Milwaukee Admirals Center Ice presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app. One final time, Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice, presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app with Mike Wojciechowski. I'm Aaron Sims. Uh, good to talk to Blaine Peerless. I've never spoken to him. Uh, great to talk to Harry Zolnerchuk. Good to hear from Carl Taylor. Uh, fun show. We're going to obviously be on uh, again next week. Uh, even though it's Memorial Day, we will be on same time next week, 5 o'clock. Uh, also, it's been fun the last uh, several weeks to watch my 24 at 7 p.m. on Saturday nights. Um, fun to reminisce and remember and look at some of these games um that uh i tell you what when i when i call a game well joe and you're probably maybe the same way as i am when when i'm calling a game it's like a ticker tape it just goes through and you don't necessarily nothing really registers you're just going with the flow right and then at the end of the game there might be a play or two that you remember but to go back and watch like this that it was so much fun for me to see these really good plays a couple of weeks ago when anthony richard shook his head on his bobblehead night uh, like he like a bobblehead i mean things like that i really enjoyed watching the games and that you know you're you're so involved you you and i are both involved in every single play during the game and and you know it's pretty intense for both of us and that yes it's you kind of like watch the world go by. Now you want, we were able to go back and say, and I, and I got the, a, a whole new appreciation for this team and say, yep. boy, we were really pretty good. I mean, yep. you, know, you know, but going back to the days of we, you know, that, you know, at the, some of the first telecasts that, you know, Tenority was on the team and Blackwell was on the team. And, you know, to, to the most recent ones where, 
you know, those guys were up in Nashville, and, uh, and what a what a great team we had, and then some highlight highlight real goals. I mean, I don't know that I've seen an Admiral team pass the puck as well as this team did. I mean, many it, years. It, it, I, I it, never have. You may have, but I never I, have. It, 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 I mean, and I, I got to go back to Lacour, Yakachuk, uh, uh, you know, the Roadhouse, and and those guys, guys that were around for six, seven years together. Yes, and. To, to have the success that our team had, uh, you know, especially early with the, with the big winning streak and everything else, um, just an incredible team to watch. I really, you know, uh, but not sad about what could have been, but really proud of what we did accomplish. No yeah, that's a good way to look at it. The Admiral's office, uh, not yet open, um, but uh, still the virtual office is there, so leave a message, uh, call your sales reps, whatever, um, emails, all of that stuff, they will be returned and answered, and um, hopefully we can get back to um, some sense of um, well, being in the office and getting to see people at face-to-face and all of that here very soon. We need to wrap things up. For Mike Wojciechowski, I'm Aaron Sims. Thanks for listening to Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice, presented by Annex Wealth Management on the Big 920 and your iHeartRadio app. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.